A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After three months, we set sail on a ship that had wintered at the island of Malta. It was an Alexandrian ship with a Dioscuri as its figurehead. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. And from there, we sailed around the coast and arrived at Regium. After a day, a south wind came up. And in two days, we reached Puteoli. There we found some brothers and were urged to stay with them for seven days. And thus we came to Rome. The brothers from there heard about us and came as far as the form of Appius and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul gave thanks to God and took courage. When we entered Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. He remained for two full years in his lodgings. He received all who came to him and with complete assurance and without hindrance, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The Lord has made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations, he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by glory. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song. Sing praise. Sing praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and melodious song, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Sing joyfully before the King, the Lord.
Dominus Fobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Matthäum. After the crowd had eaten their fill, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and precede him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Verbum Domini. The optional memorial that we are celebrating today is the dedication of the Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul. These are two of the four major basilicas in Rome, and they were originally built by Emperor Constantine on the site of the martyrdom of these two holy apostles. St. Peter's Basilica was originally built in the year 323 over the tomb of St. Peter on Vatican Hill. And the Basilica of St. Paul is located outside the original walls of Rome and was also built by Emperor Constantine over St. Paul's grave. And this basilica was destroyed by a fire in 1823, but it was repaired and reconsecrated by Pope Pius IX in 1854. And as we celebrate the memorial, the dedication of these two basilicas, it's good to recall that the reason that we go to churches is to worship God, to encounter God, to encounter him in prayer. We visit churches to worship God in the holy sacrifice of the mass, We also go at other times of the day again to spend time with him. And on the occasion of this memorial, it's also fitting to recall that one of the marks of the Catholic Church is that it is apostolic. Recall today these two great apostles, Peter and Paul, who both generously handed on the faith. They both laid down their lives for the faith and for Christ. The church which Christ founded is apostolic. So in her origin, the church goes back to the apostles. And she has always adhered to the teaching which she received from the apostles. And the pope and the bishops are connected with the apostles by way of of succession. So Christ personally taught and formed the apostles, and he made them eyewitnesses of his miracles and of his works. 
and they were witnesses of his resurrection as well. And he gave them authority to speak and teach in his name. He said to them, as the Father sent me, even so I send you. And he who hears you hears me, and he who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. And so not only are we grateful for the doctrine and teaching that has come down to us from Christ through the apostles, but we also pray today for the current successors of the apostles, for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for all the bishops throughout the world. St. Paul gave a wonderful reminder to do this in his first letter to Timothy, chapter 2, when he urged that prayers be offered specifically for all those in high positions, that they might lead a quiet and peaceable life, godly and respectful in every way. Now we can also look at the readings that the church gives us today for this memorial. And our first reading is from the conclusion of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 28. And it ends with a note of triumph that although St. Paul is imprisoned, he's in chains, he still was boldly proclaiming the gospel that didn't hold him back. And one commentator picking up on the detail given us by St. Luke in our reading today, that a soldier was assigned to guard St. Paul for these two years of imprisonment, one commentator basically was addressing that soldier, saying, happy soldier, if he knew or if you knew to make use of such a favorable opportunity, to think about this soldier who was with a great saint for two years, and that if his heart was open, there was no way that he could not have been affected by, first of all, witnessing the preaching of St. Paul as he was as visitors were allowed to visit him, but also just the example of his life, the joy, the peace that came forth from him, even in spite of suffering and imprisonment. And it's been noted as well that although St. Luke, of course, knew what happened to St. Paul, he didn't end the Acts of the Apostles by writing what happened to him after these two years of imprisonment, whether he was given a brief time to continue preaching before being finally arrested and, and beheaded, martyred, or if he was martyred right after this. He didn't give an account of this. And a reason that's been offered is that although the Acts of the Apostles certainly does speak about the Apostles and about the growth of the early church, of preaching the gospel, it's not primarily about the Apostles. It's about the gospel, about teaching of Christ, about proclaiming the gospel. That's why the very last words of the Acts of the Apostles refers to Paul proclaiming the kingdom of God, and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. So the church's mission was just beginning as the account of the Acts of the Apostles was being concluded. Now the example of St. Paul and the other apostles in the Acts of the Apostles, it's both an inspiration and a challenge for us to likewise tell others about Christ and to preach the gospel with boldness and courage and zeal. And our gospel passage today begins with the Lord sending the apostles across the sea, the Sea of Galilee, while he dismissed the crowds. And these are the crowds that had just witnessed a miracle when the Lord multiplied the loaves and the fish, and they were filled. They had, they had, been, they had eaten their fill. And St. Matthew tells us that after he had dismissed the crowds and sent the apostles ahead of him in the boat, that he went up on the mountain himself to pray. So our Lord gives us an example and he teaches us that it's good to spend time in solitude and in prayer with God. It's good to get away at times from the noise of the crowds and to be recollected and to more easily enter into prayer and to spend time with the Lord. 
And as Christ was conversing in prayer with his heavenly Father, we're told the apostles were struggling on the boat as their boat was being tossed about by waves and the wind. And in the midst of this, our Lord comes to them, walking on the water toward them. And after an initial feeling of terror due to the, the fact that they had thought that they had seen a ghost, they hear the words, take courage, it's I, do not be afraid. Even though they thought it was a ghost, Peter recognized the voice of Christ, right? Because after he heard the Lord say, take courage, it's I, do not be afraid, then he was prompted to say, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come out on the water. Remember, our Lord would teach in St. John's Gospel, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them and they follow me. Peter heard and recognized the voice of Christ. And something again happened at that moment that inspired Peter to reach out to the Lord. And after, of course, our Lord said, come, Peter took that step of faith. And St. Augustine, commenting on this great event, said that we can see both the greatness and the weakness of Peter in this account. When he trusted in the Lord, he was able to walk on the water. But when he trusted in himself, he began to sink. And St. Peter, or excuse me, St. Matthew in this gospel account explicitly says that when Peter saw the wind, how strong the wind was, he became frightened and began to sink. So the fact that he saw the strong wind implies that he took his eyes off of Christ. And when he took his eyes off the Lord, he was left to his own strength and his own power, which was not much. And that's when he began to sink. But when he cried out to the Lord to save him, he was rescued as Jesus extended his hand and caught him. And it's encouraging for us to know that the Lord did not abandon him when he cried, when he cried out to him. The Lord's hand is likewise extended to us to raise us up when we call out to him. St. Gregory of Nyssa wrote that when the Lord sees us drowning in our doubts and worries, he stretches out his hand, which is the word, and enlightens our mind. If we walk hand in hand with him, we will know no fear. And so we know that in this gospel passage, our Lord permitted Peter to falter after he expressed initial faith and initial courage and zeal to step out on the water. But in the end, it was probably very helpful for Peter to recognize his own weakness, to recognize his own lack of faith, his own lack of trust in the Lord. This was an opportunity for him to grow in humility. And he did humbly cry out to the Lord, Lord, save me, after he recognized his own weakness. So we pray today through the intercession of Saints Peter and Paul for the grace to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and not to hesitate to call upon him in faith, knowing that his hand is extended toward us to lift up and to strengthen us.